Welcome to Ohm's Lounge with your host, Ohm's and the Lone Salesman. And it's been a long time coming, but we're back. And today we're going to talk about movies we and shows we've watched in 2023 and some shows we're looking forward to in 2024. What's going on, Josh? Nothing much. Uh, college got me down. Got you down Life. bad? Yeah, it's got me down bad. My wife won't get off my won't get off my back. God damn. So here we are talking <laughs> about movies and TV shows so we can talk about the, 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 the little things in life to help distract us from our you know our issues. Oh good. I think yeah, it's been a while. I mean I've been wanting to do this, but uh, I think life has gotten in the way, work, college, all that. But uh, it's finally good to sit down and crack one of these open and uh, take care of this. So I think we both watched some different shows and movies. So maybe we'll go in the list we made and talk some of these shows we've I've watched, some of the shows you've watched. Uh, so it'll make it a little interesting. Uh, so I think the first show we have here is Crapopolis, which... Yeah, Crapopolis. So what, what is this? Tell me about Crapopolis. So, Kropopolis, it was, it's from uh, Adult Swim, Dan Harmon, and uh, he was the co-creator for Rick and Morty. This one is basically about a bunch of uh, Greek or Roman gods. I can't remember which one is correct or what it's trying to go for. Okay. But, yeah, which one is it for for Olympus and Zeus? I think that's Greek gods. Greek? All right. Yeah, so it's like that. It's just basically like... um, kind of like slapstick humor and okay. I, I really enjoy it it's got it's got duncan trussell in it as a voice actor so that's like what really got me into it because i really i really enjoy him as a comedian and uh i i enjoyed some of his work from that he's done uh, before so that's all i really got to say about it i i think it's fun i think it's funny how many episodes was it was it like a long binge or was it just like one short season uh let me see here. It says here it's got how many episodes? Apparently, it's got seventeen episodes, and it's on season three right now. Wow! So, how many episodes did you watch? I've watched up until because it was still going. Um, let me see. What was Dungeons and Deliria? Ice Tale Tale. Herdia. Uh, about ten episodes, I'd say. Okay, so you go, you yeah, went pretty far into episodes. it in the first yeah. season. Yeah, because they're all about like thirty minutes long, which I think is a a good good block of time to invest in. And it looks like the show's still going up until twenty twenty four. So the the latest season's still going now. Yeah, is it a like a chronological order show, or is it kind of like an anthology where? random episodes they don't really connect or is there like an overarching story like it just um basically it's about this uh this son that's a son of a goddess or whatever and he's uh he's he's ruling a kingdom and he's got uh like a cyclops uh sister and amphibian brother okay and his uh his his stepfather or father is like uh what are they called damn what are they called in D and D? Well, basically, he's like, uh, looks like a centaur, so like chimera, centaur. chimera or something. 
Yeah, something like that. A scorpion tail and dragon wings. And yeah, a minotaur. I, I forgot like what the what the term is and in D and D is, but okay, yeah, it's pretty good. And then mom, of course, is a goddess, so he's having to deal with uh, all of her shenanigans. Uh-oh. Like she's really likable. Uh, is she supposed to be like Hera or something? I can't remember which god or goddess that she's supposed to be. Um, okay. Apparently. Uh, nah, I, I I think she's like the Deliria, so I'm guessing like she'll make it all about her, I guess. Okay. I don't know. She, she's just funny. She, she's just a silly person, and uh, she's very about herself, and uh, she'll always just just talk shit on her son, and her son's just there trying to actually have a good, meaningful life for the kingdom and make things good. He's a do-gooder, and she's just kind of like shitting over everything so, that he's doing. But, is he like you know. a, a demigod? So does he, is he human and God or was he adopted? Well, he's half. Um, I think they talk about that or at least show some of that in, um, in the later episodes. Okay. I, yeah. I mean, like it, honestly, it's just one of those TV shows that I just turn on kind of, uh, turn, turn off my brain and laugh whenever there's like a good punchline. Like I'll, I'm like, half listening to it and watching it the animation's good it's just like it's just something that i put on when uh whatever i'm studying or just bullshitting on the computer i really enjoy it it reminds me of one of those shows yeah adult swim's kind of good for you know you would just kind of tune in and kind of half watch it kind of half to watch it oh yeah because yeah, like there's definitely some parts in it that will that will get you like holy shit what the fuck is that all about yeah, just okay. So, like, interesting. So, it's kind of you could just tune tune in. W- would you recommend it to like a casual viewer or something? Oh yeah, definitely casual. Okay. Like, if you're uh, if you're looking for something that's, I mean, I I particularly like animated uh, television shows a lot. Okay. Because like uh, I I really enjoy looking at um the animation studios that are behind it. I like how they end up making the jokes written to be kind of timeless because like the thing is with animated TV shows is, uh, and is that like, it's, it's really difficult to make something, uh, funny for a long time. And the way, and something that, uh, some of these studios have learned, uh, one example is ugly Americans. They like to use like, like current humor, right? Right. And pop culture so references like, uh, and whatnot. Yeah, a lot of that. A lot of that. And so this it doesn't have any of that. So it's it's just okay. kind of like turn it on. And if it's it's a it's a good, well written joke. And it really does help to have Duncan Trussell on there because he is a comedian. So he'll I'm sure he's there in in, in the writing room um with reviewing some of the scripts. So it, it, it's it's good. And you watched well, it on Hulu? Um I guess so. I usually just uh, it looks like it's on Fox and Hulu. Cool. Well, okay. So moving on, um, you do recommend it. Maybe I'll give it a watch too. So next we have The Bear Season 2. So I got into The Bear this year. I've heard nothing but good things about it. I fell in love with this first season. Um, Lip, where the main actor, um, he is from Shameless. So I already li- kind of liked him from that. Did you get a chance to tune into The Bear as well? 
Yeah, that's one that I binged. I I really 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 enjoyed it. Um, ever since the first season, and uh, Maddie Matheson, um, I really enjoy him as a personality, and it was cool to see that he was a producer on this show. Um, I I really, of course, uh, you just said uh, Lip from um, Shameless. He's really good. I I like him as an actor. It's really cool to see uh, them doing really good stuff with this. It's based in Chicago. You're from Chicago, so. And I was out there stationed for a little bit, so it was kind of it's kind of neat, like because like once you've been out there in Chicago, you you know how how it kind of is, like the asshole people, the atmosphere. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, yeah. Jeremy Allen White—that's the name, main actor—and he actually, I think, got an Emmy for this one, or he got some award, Golden Globe mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, the the way he portrayed like the main character was was really nice, and the whole uh, vibe of Chicago. Um, you know, Italian, so it's based off a, I mean, a restaurant that's supposed to be like an Italian beef restaurant and Italian beef is like super, you know, famous over here in Chicago. And, um, I love, I love the scenic shots of Chicago showing the Chicago loop, the trains, um, you know, it, it has this way of making Chicago look, you know, beautiful and, um, very cinematic at times. I, I, I think the openings to the shows or just, you know, the transitions really gets me into it. And uh, the, the chaotic nature of the show really kind of draws me in and makes me stressed out. I mean, the, the funny thing was, um, I had a friend who was a chef, and he said this the show kind of gave him PTSD because it was so, so kind of real on, you know, how, how stressful and chaotic the, the, you know, the kitchen can be. So, um, the fact that they captured that, I, I think another movie was called Burn or um, there was another chef movie I watched and I was just kind of shocked at, uh, you know, the, the violent nature of how the kitchen can be. It kind of reminded me of, you know, how, how chaotic things could be on the ship, too, you know. Um, so it was I, I really enjoyed it. Now, when I got to season two, um, I personally, I felt a little bit of a drop off and I know they're trying to kind of advance the story and the characters and it it feels like everyone kind of i wouldn't say settles themselves but there's an arc where everyone becomes like i guess less shitty or um become you know has a overall um realization that hey i want to do something real i just don't want to be um a piece of shit like some of the main characters richie for example he's a total piece of shit in season one and you know by the end of the season you know he's a he's a talented host and then you have characters like tina who uh she's like the um yeah cuban chef or whatever she's you know kind of no nonsense doesn't want to listen and then finally um listening to the character you know sydney she's also like kind of a new grad kind of fresh and you know kind of straightens people up and her and, and the bear essentially you know transform this crew into uh an actual you know you know real restaurant staff doing the French style line cook thing. And then, uh, the other character too, I think, uh, Marcus, you know, he, uh, ends up becoming his pastry chef and, and, and every character has their flaws, but no one's like, kind of, it, it's, it's, it's very fascinating the way they, they writ all the written, all the characters, they, they feel so real to me. Like I could be running into these guys in the, in, you know, at the Chicago loop or whatever, but, um, I'll, overall, I think by the end of season two, it kind of ends on a 
on a downer without any spoilers. Um, you know, the bear um, has some sort of a, uh, you know, PTSD, not only from, you know, cooking, they, they kind of sprinkle that in as, you know, why he is the way he is. And, and then some of it's from family, some of it's from previous occupation. And, you know, by the end, he's still kind of screws himself over and some of the other people. But um, so I'm, I'm really anticipating like season three. Um, so I don't know. I mean, any anything else you think you could add? I mean, your takeaways from the show. I was like looking at some of the trivia and apparently like no hand doubles were used in the making of the show. All the actors did all of the chopping and prep. So, so I mean, I think it, it, I think that alone really adds the authenticity of the TV show. Um, so like if you, if you've ever worked in food, I think it's definitely a watch or if you ever, uh, or if you know anybody that has worked in food, I'm sure that they would really enjoy watching this and then you can like kind of poke their head about it. It's, it's a good conversation. Um, piece i think because anytime you go out you're good yeah because like anytime you would go out and eat some eat some food or whatever you could just kind of uh have a a better understanding of like what what's going on behind the scenes and like how much like if you ever bitch about like shitty service like (laughs) reflect for a second reflect for a second you're like "Mm, i wonder if there's something going on like give a give a person a break like please be kind to, to people that handle your fucking food I know, dude, and then and then just the the reality of like how how financially hard it is to you know everything as a business, oh, yeah. um, you know the the whole I think the first subplot of the first uh, season was you know the financials of the show or the the restaurant and they keep blaming um his, his uh what's his his brother that you know passed away they're like oh he you know and then in the end it's like okay well maybe he did have a plan this whole time. Um, and then you have the, uh, uncle Jimmy, the, the mafioso kind of character he's, he's connected, but you don't really know like how connected he is and, uh, and whatnot. Everyone wants a piece. And, uh, I don't know. I, I love that little, like, like it was tastefully done. It wasn't like too, like, you know, out of, yeah, uh, how to describe like kind of out there or cartoony or how the way his, you know, the mobster or organized, like, you don't really know what he's doing to make, how he made all this money, but you just know he was connected and did something. And then, you know, he's able to back fund or fund this whole thing. So yeah, overall, um, I definitely recommend it. There's a new season coming out this, uh, year, June. So I'm, I'm, I am looking forward to that one. So definitely give it a watch. So next up we have beef. So, uh, this one's interesting to me. I did see some stuff about this. I, I saw some, uh, I guess I saw it on Netflix. It was on the homepage a few times, but uh, apparently you watched this show a little bit. So why don't you tell us a little bit about this? Dude, this is like basically. Uh... All right. So my wife, she's Asian for context, right? And um, she loves this show. She absolutely loves it. Really? And I'm like, this is this is funny because I, I don't really see her get so invested into TV shows, let alone dramas. So it's a drama. Um, so, so this is definitely a drama. This is uh, it, it's kind of it's kind of fucking wacky, dude. I don't know. Basically, this guy, he's just there um, leaving like Costco or some shit. And he's buying a bunch of fucking like grills. And um, he one of them ends up falling out of his truck. He's trying to get it. 
and then uh, he ends up getting cut off by somebody in another vehicle while he's driving, and he th- this person like stops, throws a fucking cup at his car, and he just goes after this person and just like starts like uh j- just basically like harassing this person, right? So some and sort of like they, road they, they rage incident. Oh yeah, it's a yeah, it's a road rage incident. Um, and both people just take this com- the completely, like in the worst, the worst way, um, as far as handling it is concerned, and they end up getting into each other's lives and just really fucking shit up. Like, I mean, it, I it's think pretty bad. It's kind of interesting. So to me, it's kind of like that fantasy play out. You know, it's kind of like what we always talk about in private. You know, just the uh, idea of doing something to someone that's wronged you in some way, like, you you know, saying it is almost therapeutic that, you know, you're not actually going to do it, but if you could get away with it. And then, so this show kind of is a, is almost a character study too, I guess, you know, um, that's just, Um, it's a few things. So you got Ali Wong on it, another comedian. Um, she, she's been pretty vocal about like her divorce with her, with her previous husband. Uh, and I think this has a bit of her own history into it. So this is kind of like her, her swan song, if you will. Okay. Her, uh, her kind of um, expressing all the things that she couldn't say. And she felt that this was uh, the way to say it. And also like a way to kind of let herself be known. <clears throat> and, and this um, is a mostly Asian led oh, yeah. stars or cast, I guess. Yeah. Steven, Steven uh, Yoon and Ali Wong, dude, they're, they they kill it, Steve, like it, I I didn't know this for the longest time, and we'll get into it later. But uh, Stephen Yoon, he he he's a voice actor for Invincible and all this. Other oh stuff. yeah, oh, yeah. Is this show like a? Oh yeah, he's from Walking Dead. Um, yep. so is this show more so like a um limited series? Does it end on a cliffhanger, or is it kind of just a one time you know thing? Um. I would be really surprised with how they would go about a second season because I, I felt like they wrapped it up pretty well. Okay. I mean, I kind of um, like that though. It's yeah. like, you know, you're not really, it, it's like a 10 episode series and what yeah, they're pretty long though. I, what, what, how, how long are each episode? It's like what? Somewhere close to like the 45 minute mark. Close okay. to an hour. I, so, I mean, that's, doable though you can kind of binge it but also kind of space it out between a few days and then kind of feel i I was binging it dude i i really did enjoy a lot of the writing and for that uh for that show i enjoyed it a lot i actually on a few uh i skipped ahead a few more episodes than my wife (laughs) hey hey but she doesn't have to know that and then you're like pretending when you watch it you're like oh yeah oh no you're trying to act surprised or something (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i mean yeah, i was like yeah. that with the uh with the boys which we'll get into later um because you know she actually approached me wanting to watch it because i guess she figured hey you're into superheroes and this looks pretty crazy um i think you know i had a famous japanese actress so i think it was kind of marketed well here in japan um so okay so beef yeah definitely want to check it out myself um anything else you want to say about it or i think Nah, it's good. I'd say check it out while you can. I'm not sure how long or like uh like what the rotations are for certain shows on Netflix are. So I, 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 see, I think being a Netflix exclusive, it'll it'll probably stay there, but who knows? So yeah. um the next show I have is Ahsoka, which I don't think you 
were into that much. Um, so I never this, watched it. So I actually only know the meme. <laughs> What's the meme? Uh, Luke, did I ever tell you about Ahsoka Tano? She was your father's exotic teenage alien apprentice, a fine piece of jailbait from a more civilized age. Okay, so they introduced the Ahsoka character in, I think, Mandalorian season two or three. So we knew, um, I think that whole season was about introducing characters who would have their own spinoffs. You know, they had Boba Fett and a few others. I mean, Luke Skywalker showed up. Uh, so Ahsoka is a um, character coming from the Clone Wars. Also, she shows up in Rebels. So this storyline kind of uh, continues the Rebels um, storyline years later. Um, the search for Ezra. And um, what I what I could say about this show is I, I don't know. Um, I was a little bit conflicted. Sorry. Um, as you know, one of the main, uh, characters, the, uh, one of the antagonists, uh, Ray Stevenson, he passed away, which I think he was one of the more interesting characters, which is sad to say because they kind of left him, well, he didn't, well, spoilers, but he's still around. And, um, it, it was a little disappointing to hear that he's not available because he was kind of a way better depiction of what I'd call a, a fallen Jedi. He kind of lost his way, but not quite a Sith. He's just kind of has his own weird um, mentality of why he wants to do the things he does. And then of course he has his, um, his apprentice, I think uh, Shin Hadi or, or whatever her name was. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. It was, it was kind of a show that kind of was, geared towards you know girls get it done kind of thing which i think ahsoka in, in her own right was a strong character in, in the original series and then you had the other side character or um other leading lady uh natasha lu bordizo or sabine wren and um her character as well um i i wasn't a huge fan of how they handled it but um I, I I'm not like against it. I, I I just think the way they dealt with it made them seem kind of incompetent at times because they would make some decisions where uh, it, was, it was a bit puzzling. So I, I, I don't know. Um, I'm a bit conflicted about the show. I mean, I really enjoyed it. Um, story with Admiral Thrawn uh, was cool. I mean, the only weird part was, okay, so they're stuck on this planet. And you have Ezra Miller. He's another uh, stakeholder from the Rebels show. Um, and they're and they're kind of both stuck in this planet. And it, it's kind of a race to get to this planet. Um, either both sides were like, okay, we got to save Ezra. And then the other Empire side, they wanted to get Thrawn to revive the Empire. It's, it's like, so um, <clears throat> there's a lot of questions as to, you know, how did they survive this long? And uh, all, all those things don't really matter, but um, it does somewhat add in a satisfying conclusion. I mean, they do. Um, with, I mean, I don't want to give too much away, but uh, I, I guess it's like kind of having the Star Wars fatigue a little bit here, though. I mean, it didn't quite hit all the things I wanted to see. Um, I think a lot of people were 
kind of conflicted with the show too but um for someone like you who's probably never or, or not caught up with everything uh it, it's hard to kind of recommend this kind of show to like someone like you or someone who hasn't caught up with the shows recently like you you can kind of tell anyone to watch mando but this show it's like heavily geared towards you know the star wars fans and getting them you know kind of continuing that story so fills in the gaps yeah it fills in the gaps and because it does have you wondering you know the ending of rebels basically what happens is uh ezra and thrawn get thrown into this um uh i guess they find a way to kind of uh travel around in space and um uh without yeah like without getting it too complicated there's a way to manipulate time and space and thrawn or ezra kind of sacrifices himself to trap himself with thrawn and they both send themselves somewhere in the galaxy and then this whole show is about finding them and and you know ahsoka's like hey i know you like ezra or whatever but you know, maybe it's better they don't get found because if we find him, there's a possibility that could bring back uh, Thrawn, the big mean blue meanie guy. So, um, of course, Sabine, the other character, she's, you know, more. She's also kind of training to be a Jedi, which she's not very good at, which is kind of cool. They they don't make her very like strong, like she's not as in tune with the force, so she's not able to use it as well as other Jedi um, she's also a Mandalorian, so um, <clears throat> it's also kind of interesting to see like a Mandalorian Jedi. Um, some of those, I, I think the first, you know, Mandalorian, or uh, I mean, if you go deep into the Star Wars lore, the whole, the whole dark saber thing was kind of to help fight the the Jedi or or whatever. That was like their weapon. And um, anyway. Uh, yeah, I I can't recommend it unless you're like a huge fan. Um, if you're really into Star Wars, and you probably already watched by now, but for anyone who's kind of wondering, should I watch it? Maybe not. You could probably skip this one. I'm sure in the next uh, Mandalorian movie or whatever they're doing, they'll probably explain who everyone is or do some introduction. Well. So I'm like I'm looking at the IMDb page, and I was like, a, a few things struck me. Only well, I want to talk about two of them. First off, I want to talk about the casting. All these people are just gorgeous people. So like they did a really good with casting. And oh yeah, talking a little bit more with casting, I see uh, Hayden Christensen in here, and I was like, dude, where has this guy been? So he of course is playing Anakin Skywalker, and and that alone kind of gets me a little uh interested to, well, to go and watch the movie or not the movie the tv show yeah i guess i guess i wasn't trying to give it away because it was a little bit of a surprise but um it, it's fine it's been out for a while um yeah his his actually his return is is actually very interesting so he kind of helps so uh, as you may or may not know uh anakin was uh ahsoka's um mentor or he was she was a padawan to him as he was a jedi knight in the clone wars and um it kind of goes back and 
does some flashback scenes where they do have some battle scenes from the Clone Wars. Like, hey, Snips, remember this battle? And then, you know, going back and you see Captain Rex. And it, it was really cool to see him, actually. That that was one of the highlights of the show. And, it, and it's not just nostalgia goggles or anything. His, his whole uh, purpose there is to kind of, you know, teach her and uh, kind of help her, you know, get through this. Because she's, she's going through a rump where she can't train uh, Sabine. And he's like, well, you know, you weren't exactly easy to train either. So she's it's, it's kind of like the dilemma where it's like, well, you are a piece of shit. So, <laughs> I mean, she wasn't that bad in, in the show, but she she had her moments where she just kind of wanted to do her own thing. And Anakin was the same way. You know, he defied orders and did things his own way. So she kind of took after that. So it's like a cycle, you know, it's like poetry. It rhymes, as George Lucas says. <laughs> yeah. But I uh, mean. Yeah, I, I would watch it just because he's in it. Because, like, I really enjoyed watching, like, him in, um, in his previous stuff. And I'm going to get the, the names wrong. So, give me a second. Christensen right here in episode three and episode two. Yeah. yeah. I remember watching those. Yeah. that See, those came out in 2002, 2005. I was like, how old was I? I was born in 92. So, I was only 10 years old when episode two came out. I mean, and he's I, a, he's an iconic I, character. I mean, the the yeah. prequels, uh, you know, the pre- oh, he the pre- was a jumper. Oh wow, I didn't know. Yeah, that. he was. He was. That was uh, man. That was a good callback. That was a fun sh- uh, movie. Back I liked the- it. Yeah, I really liked that one. But yeah, I mean, but anyway, yeah, he's, he's cool. yeah, like he's it. he's iconic, and you know, you can you can hate on the prequels, but to be fair, he did as best as he could as Anakin, and you know, he's I don't know, he's he's Anakin, and he's coming back, and. He shows up in uh, Kenobi as well, which we want to. We don't have to get into, but uh, his yeah. performance there isn't bad either. Anyway, um, so Ahsoka, yeah, I mean, if you want to see Hayden Christensen, um, definitely check it out. I mean, he does have a cool uh, role. I think mid yeah, that's midway. My take on it, I'd watch it just for that. All right. Okay. Well. Um, next, we have uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which was a movie we both watched. And I think I, we... no, so Wait, you, you didn't watch me it last time. Oh, I misheard I, you. I attempted. I, I I attempted to watch it, and I passed out drunk. And I had it playing on my projector, and then uh, I, I completely missed all of it. Uh, I only watched about thirty minutes. So you, you can go on and talk, but I will watch this. Oh eventually. man. Okay. Well, I. <laughs> I thought I oh I see the color okay so we have this whole system set up where uh, maybe I, I, I'm not paying attention okay so Spider Man Across the Spider Verse this movie took quite a bit long to come out but man was the wait worth it I mean this movie is absolutely beautiful the animation the attention to detail um, the story the the kind of uh, Things they add in, um, you know, Miles Morales is, again, the main character of the story. And I guess you could say the antagonist is more so um, kind of Spider-Man 2099. He uh, so anyway, they have the spider society where all the Spider-Men are supposed to act a certain way or um, preserve the, the, the spider timeline or whatever. So. All these Marvel shows are have their own take on the timeline. Even Loki goes into it and, you know, all that. And I think even Deadpool, which we'll talk about later, goes into the TVA and all that. But anyway, um, so the whole um, 
plot to this movie is uh, Miles Morales is um, he figures out about the Spider-Man timeline and he learns about these things called canon events, which was a big meme for, for uh, I think when this movie came out. But uh, anyway, so Spider-Man 2099 tells him, look, you can't stop certain things from happening. And Miles is like, well, we have the power to travel through time and, and do this and that. And why, you know, why can't we uh, stop these events from happening? And, and he's like, well, if we do that, it'll, it'll break everything. So um, anyway, it's kind of a race against him. So Miles Morales is like the outlier versus like all the Spider-Men and he does get like some people decide with him, which uh, you'll see later. Um, you know, Gwen Stacy kind of is with him and against him at the same time. She misleads him a little bit. And um, uh, there's, there's a lot of cool characters and, and designs and, you know, you could just freeze frame and pause the movie and just look at all the things that are going on in every other scene. Um, I don't know how you passed out drunk to this because it's, it's a fantastic movie. I mean, I get it if you're probably, you know, fucked up, you know, whatever, but, um, I kind of want to rewatch it too, because I watched it, you know, I watched it on my computer at the time. I was kind of, um, and I was like, man, I want to watch this on my, on my 4k TV again, or, you know, some, I, I wish I saw it in the theaters cause it would have, would have been awesome. But mm-hmm. I think, but in short, you know, it's it's going to have a sequel. And I think this movie kind of uh, suffered from, you know, a lot of movies like the writer's strike. And I think that's what paused it from continuing on. Uh, but, yeah. But I think yeah. also the animation itself took a long time to do. Like certain scenes would take like months or, you know, weeks to complete. Yeah, they had a uh, Titmouse work on this one as well. Um, if you can't tell, I'm really big on Titmouse. But yeah, yeah, they they had some people work on this. Actually, they they worked very hard on this. Uh, from Titmouse department. T- can you tell me a little bit more about Titmouse? Uh, Titmouse, they're just the guys that ended up uh giving you Metalocalypse, uh, Venture Brothers. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, they also did another one this year, and I really wish that we took the time to talk about it. Or I forgot. But they they did Scavengers Reign, so it's just that one that one's really good. If you haven't seen it, I'm not gonna get into it. Uh, they did Star Trek Lower Decks. What okay, Digman wow. is really good. Agent Elvis, whenever he was working with uh, the Secret Service, so he's an undercover agent. Oh, That's God. really good. Yeah, dude, it's really good. Beavis and Butthead. Oh, so uh, they did the new Beavis even, and Butthead or, or or the old one? Um, yeah, the old the old uh no no the, the newer one. Okay, that one looks actually really nice. I've seen a few clips. And... It's, it's silly. The Beavis and Butthead do the universe is pretty funny. Um, they also did the Apex Legends Gaiden event um, trailer. So, wow. like, they do a bunch of odd jobs. Okay, wow. So, I mean, I felt like this must have been their main project or must have taken them some time. Oh. Uh, yeah, people people were gainfully employed. Yeah, they, they must have had to get more people for this. I think, oh, and I, I think one of the main, yeah, so it, it's kind of funny because they take a very minor um, fucking spot of all people. He's like one of the main antagonists and he, you know, um, you know, without getting into too much. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's a ridiculous Spider-Man villain that I don't think 
would have ever i guess he's also kind of the main villain but really i think spider-man 2099 which is is more so the the main villain and he's fucking voiced by oscar isaac which makes it fucking crazy anyway um yeah definitely watch it again dude um if I, i think i will watch it again and uh you know if you haven't watched it already please do all right, so finally, uh, we're back to a show we both watched, uh, which is Castlevania Nocturne, which I think came out earlier in the year, but another fantastic addition to the Castlevania series. I was a little skeptical. I'm like, how could they top it off? But I was thoroughly surprised. I loved it. I absolutely loved it, and I, I binged it in two days. I mean, it is definitely a show you can, you know, binge and uh, seeing Richter Belmont, too, which is cool. They didn't they didn't go to Simon Belmont. They went to Richter, which is like his. Damn right. Which was which was interesting take. I mean, during the French Revolution, too, they kind of have a good backdrop. And my God, dude, the the scenes in the show are, are absolutely crazy. Like the like the violence is isn't that bad, but like just the way they do it is 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 absolutely beautiful and then you know um i don't know like what can you say about this kind of stuff being a castle i mean you you're a pretty big castlevania fan so um it follows everything going into rondo of blood if you uh if you played the the snes or yeah um, that's what i was thinking i was like games rondo of blood one was an interesting one too because i think ps not uh the sega one got like a different one or was it sega that got rondo of blood or they got uh i think it was the sega that ended up getting rondo of blood here let me let me check really quick and i've never played rondo of blood for context um but i know how uh because rondo of blood came out before castlevania symphony in the night and i think this and i'm pretty sure this is going in um in chronological order so from the time that it was uh when this show came out um they skipped Simon because hey it's there you, you don't need all that but they ended up they they do make a mention of him in the show which is kind of nice but Rondo of Blood is like what comes after uh Simon and then after Rondo of Blood it goes into Symphony of the Night so that alone to anybody that actually gives a shit about Castlevania should know that there are spoilers within that and you already know what's going to happen I mean at the very end of this show when you know what's his face comes up it's just like ah shit boy mm. um, and that was yeah, they're, they're doing it a really good service man like this is this is definitely something for the fans like if, if you and even if you're if you're not even familiar with Castlevania as a franchise this will this will get you into it. I mean, the best part is you don't have to watch any of the previous Castlevania um, seasons either because it's completely disconnected. Yeah, well, I mean, shit, dude. I mean, Shaft. So this is into the story, but Shaft is the magician that ends up resurrecting uh, Dracula every three hundred years. So every three hundred years, there's going to be Dracula. So it's 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 the same story, but told every other uh, three hundred years. So it, right. it's all right. So, I mean, I guess at some point we'll see uh, Richter show up again and fight Dracula and then... Something. S- something. And then maybe Alucard will make a, a return. We'll see. But, um, <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I mean, for a spinoff, um, 
I think it was really well done during the French Revolution. Um, it it kind of has a cool backdrop because it's like uh, the vampires are siding with the monarchy and they're controlling them too. So it's it's kind of a cool spin on it. And um, they even have the uh, extra side characters which come from like Africa or whatever, and they're like also have their own powers and the other vampire that comes from there and he was he was fucking insane dude like that that shit was crazy and then and then i mean i think the coolest character too was the uh the native american vampire which um oh yeah kind of scars him for <laughs> life <clears throat> and ends up fucking the the fucking aladdin he's like shut the fuck. i'm like what the fuck is going on here like <laughs> yeah I, I wasn't i i definitely wasn't prepared for that <laughs> Like they're, um, they're like, like wrestling each other, happen. and then and then they're like, I'm like, uh, this is a fight, or, or you know, what's going on? <laughs> but it's not like in yeah. your face, you know. It, it it's kind of like it kind of goes with it, and you're not like taken out of it. It's like it's it's tastefully no. it's tastefully done. I, I sure if sure. I mean, look, dude. There's this shows that get in your face about it and and all that but yeah that's true it's 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 i don't know i i and then all i can say is um i'm kind of, and, and you know and then he they kind of have to work together in the end and he's like look i don't like this guy you don't like this guy i know you don't like me but fuck it you can kill me later oh, he likes him all right <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Well I mean I like I like that I like his like powers when he was going into like shadow form and kind of like doing shit from that, like when they were fighting the uh vampires towards the end. I mean everyone gets their shot and I, the only girl I didn't kinda like was the the chick. I mean her powers are kind of stupid. I mean she could summon animals and I'm like, okay, this is she she's a huge but she she comes around, dude. She'll grow on you. I wasn't. I mean, I get it. She. I. I like Sypha better. She's to be honest, I, I like Sypha. I mean, Sypha did it better. I mean, she was she was angsty, but at least she could like fucking use magic and shit. Like you're throwing lions and birds. Like get the fuck out of here, bro. It's fine. <laughs> it, it, it's it's everything that anybody grew up playing. Castlevania Symphony of the Night or Rondo of Blood would appreciate. So yeah. I mean it's there. She her her written as a character, sure. She she does get on your nerves, but you'll you'll like her and you can probably side with her. I mean one character I liked was the was the freaking the priest. I mean, he was a fucking complete dickhead. And then his his yeah. her her mom too, she's like, Oh yeah, by the way, uh you know Yeah, all that other <laughs> stuff. Ooh. I'm not gonna ruin it. Yeah. I that's one I really don't want to ruin. It yeah, it's it, it kind of got me, and I was like, oh wow. Like so, yeah. If you haven't watched it already, please do. So okay, the next one. I mean, we're covering a lot of Netflix shows, but to be honest, there was a lot of good content there. And um, the next one I have is Blue Eyes Samurai, which you did not watch, but nope. it is uh, a beautiful, um, beautifully animated show with a very engaging story so uh the main character is a half she's uh half japanese half white or caucasian uh blue eyes and uh, i guess back in that day you know if you're a half you had blue eyes um they depicted 
they depict her as a as a oni uh or or of sorts or or a demon and um she's got this her her main mission is just to kill all white people on in japan or, or any foreigner <laughs> like that's that's her fucking mission <laughs> like that's that's the show so she's hunting I'm not. You think I'm joking, but I'm not. No, I want to. Now I want to definitely show this to my wife. Yeah, dude. So she would love it. Actually, she would. She would actually get a kick out of it. Um. Yeah. So there's other characters involved. Um. There's a princess, and there's a. So in, in the beginning of the show, um, she, the the blue eyed samurai, uh, runs into this this she goes to a dojo and she's like i'm looking for this guy because she's trying to find the location of this white dude who may or may not be in the area and uh she she just basically fucks up everyone in the dojo and she's like your fighting style's whack your swords are whack you know you suck and she ends up fighting one guy in particular who is supposed to marry uh this princess so the princess was going to be in this arranged marriage and then uh, the dad was like you know what i'll let you marry whoever you want that's fine and after he gets his ass beat by the blue-eyed samurai he's kind of shamed and she's like look you can't marry this bozo he just lost and kind of like if you married him he, he would make us look bad so uh she ends up having to marry some other uh kingdom or whatever some other lord so she gets sent off and uh, the guys trying to hunt down the blue eyed samurai to gain his honor back. So there's a little bit of some avatar vibes, I guess, with the whole uh, he kind of reminds me of Zuko a little bit, that whole. But it, it's done a little bit differently. And their whole journey takes them across Japan and finding this white guy and meeting a bunch of characters along the way who are connected. And literally, like, of course, this this guy's main mission is to bring guns to Japan and take over. That's that's his that's the white guy's plan. So he's he's like shipping over muskets or whatever to take down the shogun. So it's during like the Edo period or whatever. And uh, anyway, it's it's a little like it's pretty graphic. And the way they handle it, like it's not like the blue eyed samurai is like a fucking superhero. Like she gets fucked up. Like she gets hurt, and she's done it. Like she's no Mary Sue. She's no Mary Sue, and it kind of explains how she uh, got her thing. So uh, she's uh, was taken in by a blind swordsmith. And oh. yeah, we'll take the litter there. Yeah. And he was like not trying to take her in. And then she, you know, learns how to swordsmith and all these all these uh, guys would come by to, you know, learn how to. Or get their own because he's a famous swordsmith, so everyone wanted a sword from him. From a blind dude. <laughs> yeah, no, he was the best. Like he, he was fucking famous, dude. He was blind. Yeah, okay, he, knew what the fuck he was doing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but yeah, okay, go on. So they were meant for each other. They're they're both like kind of outcasts, but um, and so so the whole other thing to this is he found a, a meteor. And he found it's like some space metal. I don't know what it was, but he can't make a sword out of it. He's like been trying his whole life and she ends up making a unique sword made of this. And then goes off on her journey, even though he's like, don't go. Uh, so anyway, like uh, I, I watched the first season and uh, I, I'm left wanting more. And um, 
it, it has really all the characters are very well written and it has its silly moments. It's not just like serious brooding it out of context. I, and I will, I'm going to laugh at it. No, it, it, there's plenty like, all right, let me, okay, let me, let me tell you another character. Uh, he is a, uh, noodle, uh, chef. He's, you know, he makes soba, but he has no hands. Fuck, you need hands. He has nubs for his hands. Does he attach like the soba noodle knives to his hand? So he like puts on bands around his arm and like attaches like chopsticks to them. And he, he does random stuff with that. And after seeing the blue eyed samurai, he's like, I want to be your apprentice. And she's like, dude, you have no hands. You can't fucking. (laughs) She's like, she's like, get the fuck away from me, loser. Like, oh, my God. And and like in the first episode, she tells him to fuck off and she sends him to a brothel. And he's like, wow, I've never done this before. And and dude, I'm telling you, it's fucking wild, dude. All right. George Sakai's in it. Yes. Oh, my. Oh, my. Who does he play in that show? Oh, he probably plays know, the uncle. I think he, he he plays the uh the uncle, I think. So she the princess's uncle, he's a uh so he when she runs away, he ends up kind of going with her. He's kind of like the uncle Iroh to her, I he's, guess. Uh, Seki. He's yeah. Seki in, in that show. So he's he's like her uncle, and she he's kind of helping her on her journey. He's like, all right, if you want to run away, I'll go with you. And he's also kind of like a badass, but anyway, uh, dude, That's please cool. definitely check it out. It, it's a dope ass show, and I can't wait till like there's more seasons. I mean, uh, let's see, is there any other seasons coming up? Hopefully this year. Uh, no, nothing yet. But I mean, he got some awards and some nominations. So yeah, seven awards and one uh, one nomination. Yeah, dude, it looks good. I I want to give it a. I'll give it a watch. Again, give it a watch, dude. You'll you'll enjoy it. One Piece live action. Uh, we both watched it. What did you think? I thought it was going to be shit, to be honest. And uh, I don't know, dude. I'm, I'm kind of like, if I was going to grade it, I'd give it like a C plus. And I always say this because uh, the guy that plays Luffy, he's he, he kind of fucking annoys me. Like he, he reminds me of those those overly happy people that you that you see in real life. And you're like, I can't trust this person. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, they capture the spirit and the heart of the show. They did. They did. But uh, I mean, I, I will admit it, it was it was enough. Like as a guy that definitely does not have any any real knowledge of one piece other than they're trying to search for the one piece and Luffy is like super stretchy. Um, nah, I mean it, it, it did its job for what it could do as a, as an adaptation of an anime or manga. I think it did. Okay. Uh, me personally, I, I seriously think that whoever it was that was in charge of funding, um, all of this, they didn't want it to die because what was another live action adaptation that seemingly just just got destroyed not too long before uh, I would uh, say within the, the year time. This uh, you know what I'm talking about? There's there's a few man. Um, yeah, seeing that, see, I mean, j- just that that statement alone kind of tells you 
it it seemed like it was already like ready to die. So me personally, I felt like people that are in that are really high up in the in the entertainment industry, they really didn't want this to die. So people have kind of accepted it as a as a success. Well, I mean, all right. So my wife, she's a huge fan of One Piece and she's watched just about every episode um, where this show covers um, the Eastern Blue arc, you could say. Um, I'm pretty familiar with it myself. And I think it does a pretty good job of consolidating and kind of having a, what's the word? Um, a, uh, Fuck, what's the word? Um, like an overview, a synopsis, a, a general storytelling of what has happened in a, a translation. Yeah, um, it's it's like cliff notes for One Piece, I guess. Um, that's not the word I was looking for, but um, it's, it's like it kind of streamlines the show. And, you know, you still get your random adventures. It has the major points uh, where, where stuff happens. And, you know, the special effects and the fighting scenes, the choreography, I, I think is done well enough to make it fun. Um, the the world of, of One Piece and, you know, the Grand Line, it, they don't go to the Grand Line quite yet. But, I mean, I like what they're doing with it. Um, they do take some liberties here and there. And, and some of the sets and designs uh, sometimes feel a bit cheesy. Like you're watching a, um, like, kind of like you're at an amusement park and it's like a... Uh, like a recreation of that area and it feels mm-hmm. like you know some of the sets feel like that or some of the costumes they which i got the same vibes from avatar which we'll get into later but um i think a lot of the characters you still have the same essence or spirit of, of those characters and um seeing the scene certain scenes over again um it was nice and like i said they they do and I, I was talking about this earlier today with, with my coworker and I'm thinking, cause I thought about this with the avatar show. What does it add that on top of the anime? Like, what does it do good that the anime doesn't? And I guess what it does is it kind of consolidates and, and cuts down um, everything to a concise story without adding, without removing too much. Also capturing the heart of the original show. And yeah, I mean, uh, I know he's, you know, he's a very, po- I, in the original show, Luffy is a, like, that's just how he is. You know, he, he doesn't let many things get him down until like, you know, when, even, even when he's at his low points, he's, he's always like positive. So, um, and then they have Zoro who's, uh, I think he does kind of look a little weird. I mean, he's like a, you know, uh, played by the famous actor who looks like he belongs in a, in a K-pop or J-pop band or something like an idol or something. Um, but, but you know, he sells it too. I mean, all, all all the characters are are very fun and likable. And, um, by the, by the end, you, uh, you kind of feel like you did kind of like these characters did kind of grow on you a little bit, the style and, and everything, um, the humor is still there and, you know, it made, it made me smile, uh, to say the least. So, um, for anyone who's like never watched one piece, it's like, it's, it's kind of a good place to start without, you know, binging the whole show. 
Like if oh, you yeah, that's too much. Yeah. Like, it, if you tell me to go and watch, like, the first 200 episodes of, of Bleach to understand it, I'm gonna tell you to go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> like, and, yeah, and for that reason alone, like, I do, like, one piece for this. That's the, the, thing, that's the word like, I was looking for. Abridged. It's an abridged version yeah. of this series. Yeah, but it, I mean, you, you were mentioning, like, some of the characters that you liked and stuff, but one, one of the characters that I really like is definitely Buggy. And oh, yeah. the reason being, reason being is because my wife, she was just like, why'd they make him so cool? And I I took that as a as a direct translation of what she really fucking meant. It was like, why they make him so hot? And oh, I'm like, God. all right, I fucking knew it. Well, the cool thing is, like, they they kind of approach like one thing. My wife kept saying is like, "Oh, why is he not like Japanese?" And like, well, you know, because in, in in her eyes, the way the like the show is, everyone's supposed to, you know, they all speak Japanese, but like the show kind of puts everyone in like an interesting like race or or. Uh, I guess background, which Pirates, makes it, dude. yeah, like they're, they're, it's a little bit more believable, I guess. And so, I mean, Buggy, he is a little bit cooler in this because in oh, the dude, original I, show, he's my I mean, the original show, he's 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 literally a joke. I mean, yeah. l- later in the series, he he becomes even more of a joke because he kind of becomes uh, a little bit more lucky and gets like steals the fame or spotlight for things Luffy does and. Um, you know, um, but the way they dealt with him was was fun, and when he came around, it was always kind of like nice, especially when they're like carrying his head around, like they did in the previous show. It, it's it's just fun. Yeah, like whoever it was, uh, like that is acting as a buggy. I think that he really sold it very well because, like, the over the topness for uh for Luffy, um, he he sells it. And he dials into that character that he's supposed to be. And I think this guy that plays his buggy, he does it as well. And he's he's also giving it like his all. And you, you can I, I can really appreciate that from him as an actor. Oh yeah. I mean he's gonna make his comeback probably season two. Um the next area they'll go to is probably like Rogue Town and Alabasta. So I mean I'm still interested in seeing more. And seeing what they do with some of the other um, characters, because I mean, things do get really crazy and wacky. The more they go closer to the Grand Line, you start seeing a lot more wacky stuff. So, actually, this this whole arc is a little bit more grounded than um, how it does later in the series. So, I'm I'm interested to see how they'll they'll tackle that more. So, um, I, I'd recommend it. I mean, e- even if you're still holding back and saying it's shit or whatever, I mean, just give it a watch. I mean, it's yeah, or, or do what I over. did because I I was that person that said this is going to be shit. Like that that was my my approach to this, and the way that I ended up um kind of having a a different you know a, a different tune about it was I watched it in in two times speed. Now some people are like, oh my god, you you troglodyte, whatever. I was like, look, dude, I don't have all this time to go and sit through something that I I could potentially dislike. I so I did that. I did that for like the first like two or three episodes. And on top of that, I actually watched it with my wife at normal speed. So, so hey, you did double. Okay. Or you did like one and a half, I guess. 
I watched it all. I watched yeah. the first season. I thought it was great. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, yeah, it's so, not a bad show yeah, to watch it two yeah. times because I mean, there's there's not a lot of scenes where you're missing out on the pacing or whatever. I mean, it's... what I really like about it the most, like whenever I was watching it with my wife, was the fact that she was just like, "Oh my god, are they do- really doing that? Why?" Like she was asking me questions, and I never get questions from her. <laughs> I, I really don't. So I enjoyed that. Oh, you, so you, it brought some interaction. Okay. Oh yeah, definitely. It was. It was a. We, we talked a lot about it. It was good, and I and I love that about uh, entertainment like the. Yeah, it brings you together and gets you thinking. Um, it, it's just fun for everyone. I mean, I think anyone can really enjoy it. You know, if you're a fan of the the, it, it surprised me too. Like I, I didn't think it was going to be great, and everyone was kind of like bashing on it. But I think overall, it 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 did well enough to warrant it continuing and. The way it's going now, you know, the creator is very satisfied with the show. I, I don't see think this will go away anytime soon, uh, especially with how popular even One Piece is now. Um, it's still yep. very popular, so it's not going to go away. So we have a lot of One Piece trading cards. There you go. Many, I, in fact. I mean, every episode. So I'm still watching the the animation, and um, dude, I mean, it's every Sunday morning. Uh, it's it's like a little family thing. We all watch One Piece, and there's so many commercials for all the like the card games, like the the app games. Like there's there's plenty of merchandise out there, especially in Japan for that stuff. So, yeah, it's a it's a long running franchise, like a surprisingly long running franchise. But and you start to see like why with uh with the TV. Uh, I mean, it's just it's just very action. creative, and and like the world they build. There's just like endless possibilities and it's goofy and lighthearted and you know, it has its moments. I mean, when Mihawk fights Zoro um, at the uh, Baratzi or Baratia, um, I think they handle it well enough and, you know, Zoro gets really fucked up. And the the one thing I, I actually liked about the show that my wife was even mentioning, she's like, man, people are getting killed. Like you actually see people die in this show. Like, <laughs> In the animation, no one really ever kind of dies. They kind of just like follow and be like, Ugh, you know, or, or you know, yeah. some characters die, but people actually kind of die or like get fucked up. So it's kind of cool to see that at least. Speaking of fucked up and, uh, you know, people dying, let's move into Godzilla minus one, which was my favorite. That was my favorite movie of last year, hands down. Nothing and and look, I came into this. I I was a little thrown off by the trailers, and I try not to set up any expectations. But I was like, oh man, CGI Godzilla, really? Like I I was not. I was you know at least with Shin Godzilla, they they had some uh, practical effects here and there. There were some that one was also mainly CGI, but that one was um, they did have some animatronics and but it, it was it was very real and grounded. Now this one takes a different approach where it becomes more of a of a, a war drama. Um so you you have your your main character who's a uh fighter pilot in World War II and they're kind of stationed in a random Pacific island. Uh the war is still ongoing and his whole troop just gets fucking wiped out by by God. it's like a smaller version of Godzilla. And he he freezes up and he kind of fucks up, but it's like he, no matter what he did, I I don't think he would have stopped it. But anyway, uh, the the rest of the backdrop is post war Japan, 
post-war Tokyo where everything is, you know, completely destroyed. Um, cause for a lot of you that may or may not know, um, Tokyo was like firebombed and completely, you know, you talk about Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Um, those were the only two, um, cities that were never bombed until, you know, the nuclear bomb, every other city got fucking firebombed and bombed every other day. So Tokyo was in ruins. So, uh, you don't see Godzilla for a while and he, he kind of pops up and he's kind of haunted by this. Um, he takes on a, um, a woman in the street who has a child and they have this weird platonic relationship where, uh, they're kind of together, but not really. And they get married and he's, you know, he's taking care of this family. And then, um, it, it just becomes a, a whole different movie at one point. Like, you're like, wow, like, you really invested in the characters and um, the guy who directed this movie did a drama called uh, always sunny on uh, what's what's the hold on Philadelphia. No. Yeah. Always sunny in Philadelphia. So that's, that's how, you know, (laughs) (laughs) no, uh sorry no the the show was called uh, or the tv show or sorry the movie was always sunset on third street which was another show that was about it was a t- uh sorry a movie about pre-war japan and just like the life of you know people and how they lived back then so i think he's really good at doing period pieces and i think he's also done a few other war films so it was really interesting to see the way he mixed in the drama. And then at, at, at every key point in the movie, um, you know, Godzilla does make an appearance. Uh, the main character ends up working on a minesweeper. And uh, yeah, really? so, yeah, he does. So they're like, yeah, you, contacts, dude. So, okay. He's basically looking for a job. Um, after the war, because he has this uh, woman and daughter living with him. So he's like, all right, I got to find a job. Um, so he ends up working on a minesweeper with this uh, small crew of people. Some of them were in the military before. And, you know, they, they kind of ask him, he's good at shooting. So they, they have like a big uh, 50 cal gun they use to shoot the mines. And they're like, oh, wow, you're, you know, you're a good shot. The rest of them can't shoot it. But this guy's used to shooting, you know, machine guns in the, in the, in the plane or whatever. So they go out and they're looking for mines. And, uh, then they start hearing, uh, rumors about ships just randomly disappearing in the ocean or getting torn up. And then they run into Godzilla and there's this fucking amazing action scene where, um, they have the mines they've like, uh, defused in the back of their car and then they're like, oh, fuck, you know, like Godzilla's on their ass. And like they start throwing the mines at him and then start shooting him to like make him, you know, stop or whatever. It's just a fucking badass scene. And like, look, it's a minesweeper. Like, that's so cool. Like, I never thought minesweepers could be cool, but they somehow made it cool. <laughs> so um, later on, you know, they, you know, he, uh, you know, Godzilla does come back again. So like it, it's sprinkled in. And usually what happens with these movies is there's a pause between Godzilla attacking and then the human drama talking about what they're going to do. And usually it's just bullshit or filler. I mean, Shin Godzilla did a 
excellent job at making it like a real crisis situation. This one's more about how people deal with it or post-war Japan on top of this next tragedy that's happening. So um, I really like that. I, I, I will admit, I do enjoy that a lot about uh, Japan whenever it comes down to things like uh, like Godzilla franchise and how it's translated over into like things like manga and uh, animes. They like they they do they made response team a genre like in my yeah, own opinion it is and like it's just like the most badass thing and that's why i like evangelion too because there's always um before they fight anyone it's like people in a room and figuring out okay what do we got you know okay oh, okay we got the angel here or we got the monster here and then we're going to deploy these like Ev- evas or we're going to deploy the military and then you know you you see how they deal with it like oh no it's not working ah oh, you know and there's all this drama here. It's like a little different because uh, towards the end of the movie, um, there is no military, right? So they're like, look, we are only taking volunteers and it's basically like a, a suicide mission. And then everyone's like backing away and quits. And then it's just the local fishermen and local boats, people who end up kind of saving the day with this crazy idea that may or may not work. So um, it it, it kind of adds that element, but it also kind of uh, changes your expectations because it's not like this big military operation. It's just like a ragtag group of people trying their best. So um, yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's a it was a wonderful cinematic experience. I wish I could go see it again. Um, but I, whenever this drops on Blu-ray, I'm definitely buying it. Yeah, it's definitely one movie I, I haven't had the privilege of watching quite yet. Um but I I I have it on my on my to watch list. Good. Please do. I mean I I just really I, I did like a small fifteen minute episode. Like I, I could do talk about this movie like all day, just kinda going yeah. in depth. And I, I do want to do that eventually once I uh, get my hands on the uh, English sub. So I watched this in uh, Japanese only, no subtitles, and yeah, like a like a real professional fan. But but I I try, you know. Look, I'm not fluent in Japanese, and I, and I couldn't understand everything. But the way the movie was directed, like the way visually you see certain things, um, it tells the story very well. So, for example, so he has his uh mind sweeping crew over at his his new house. So he goes from like a little shack. And then as he makes more money, like they rebuild the house. So they have like a housewarming party. They're eating Nabe and um, they're over the house and they're kind of joking around. And he's like, oh, so so what's up with you and uh, this chick? You know, like what's going on? And he kind of like snaps and he's like, oh, it's nothing. You know, you know, he gets mad and he's like, oh, it's not like that. You know, and then she's in the kitchen hearing this whole situation. And the next scene, she's like, hey. I'm starting a new job because she's like, look, I've kind of ripped, not, not ripped off from you, but I've taken, you know, you've taken care of us for this long. Now I want to give back in my own way. So she gets a job and then that kind of is the next set piece for the next Godzilla scene where he attacks Ginza where she still happens to work. And then it's, it just goes crazy from there. Um, the, the death and destruction is beautiful. And 
the the budget for this movie was very low. I don't know how they did it, but it just goes to show you that uh, maybe with little you can do a lot more if you have that that vision. So definitely recommend it. All right, good to know. Yeah, next we can talk about something more a little lighthearted. Well, not so lighthearted. Guardians of the Galaxy three. Um. I think out of all the Marvel movies or content that came out, this was one that outshined everything. I mean, it's Guardians, it's James Gunn. Can't really go wrong. A conclusion of the uh, Guardians trilogy, you could say. Yeah. Um, A, a bit of a rocket movie, rocket raccoon movie. Um, It focuses a little bit on Peter Quill and the way it deals with him and Gamora is appropriate. It's not like oh, I got to get the girl, and you know, it settles it in a satisfactory way. Um, also, if you... There was a Guardians Christmas special, which introduced like some new characters, like the, the Russian dog and uh, a few others. It, it kind of has a set piece. It also introduces the fact that Mantis and Peter are technically half-brother, half-sisters or whatever. So there's that. I didn't know that. I never watched that one. Well, they they kind of mention it in the movie at some point. He's like, "Oh, well, we're you know we're family or whatever," um, and it kind of comes out of nowhere. And yeah, if you didn't watch it, then <laughs> you. So the the whole plot of that that is uh, Mantis and um, what's his face, uh, Mantis and uh, the blue guy. Uh, Drax. So Mantis and Drax. Green. He's. I guess he is green in the comics. <laughs> but Mantis and Drax. No, no. What? He's Dude, blue. He's, he's like oh, blue he's and red. He's, he's green and red. In the comics, he's green and red. But he no, looks even in. Even in the in the TV or in the movies, he's green and he red. He's blue. Bro, he looks green. All right, l- leave that to the comments. He looks green. Like too. this, like this uh, video. If you think he's blue, uh, see in some, Dude, he I'm looks. I'm and say some shit. Downvote if you think it's green. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> All right, whatever. So the plot of that uh, side series or that side episode or whatever you want to call it. Um, Mantis and Drax go uh, kidnap Kevin Bacon to make Chris Pratt feel better about himself because he's still sad about, you know, Gamora kind of forgetting about him. So, and 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 because he's like, oh, I have no one, no family, because it's a Christmas thing. He's like, oh, I have no one to celebrate Christmas with. And then he's like, oh, well, they find out Mantis and him are are related because, uh, what's his face? Um, Drago, or his, his Peter's dad, the the star being, or whatever, he is uh, a father of Mantis as well. So anyway, uh, the movie focuses on Rocket, his backstory, where he came from. The villain is this weirdo who is genetically engineering or creating species to find, I guess, the perfect species or whatever. Um, and he's, he's kind of like a, a mon- like you want to see him lose. And, um, 
for the ends they they just start you know saving all the animals and random shits um it, it's a heartfelt movie um it's one it I only think, makes it heartfelt because there's animals involved i mean it's all right you know what if it was people or kids getting experimented on i think it would may or may not have the same effect but with animals it's kind of what's the word uh it uh, makes it easier for you to feel sorry for them. It is a bit cheap, I would say. It it is cheap, especially yeah. the fucking otter. Yeah, yeah, they really did do that. That that, that really got me. I'll admit. Um, no, no, not another otter. I mean, my favorite character, though, I think was uh, was the golden boy. What's his face? Uh, what the fuck is that? Um, come on. Fucking John Blanks here. Golden, golden boy. Golden boy. Golden boy. Fuck is this golden boy? He's like Adam Universe or whatever the fuck his name is. Oh, him. The the guy that also was in Shameless. Yeah. Uh, Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock. There you go. I liked him the best. Dude, he annoys the fuck out of me. That that actor kind of is like weird to me. He he just feels, you know what kind of makes me, I think it ruined it for me because every time I see him, I think of Maze Runner, and I think of how much of an asshole he was in that movie. And he was just like, "Come on, come on, where are you, Green Boy? Let's go. This is your first time in the Maze Runner. Remember Maze Runner, bro? That that guy has like a constant like." Brow on his face. Yeah. He's just like constantly judging something. And even in that in that role where he's not even trying to judge anything, he's just confused. So like they they <laughs> they substituted Frowl for, for being like judgmental as confused, which is really actually amazing that they were able to to get away with that in this. Well, he you know, yeah. he's I think uh towards the end. I, so I guess where it connects is that guy created the gold people race and he's like, okay, either help me or I'm going to kill your mom or something. And that's why he's looking for rock, rocket. And then he realizes he's a piece of shit or he kills his, uh, his little buddy or whatever. And he gets mad. I mean, yeah, there's, there's a bunch of like comic book nerd lore bullshit that goes into it. But it's but, not like yeah, they, in your they really face. did it's, dump down his character. It's it, it, they did, but that's the whole. I think that's what they try to do, right? Like they try to take these characters that nobody, no normal person would probably care about, and they make yeah. it interesting or funny to make you connect with them. Bro, if like you're listening to this and you're a huge Adam Warlock fan. Tell me one issue that or one series that features Adam Warlock and tell me to bro read this series, read this art and I will read it and then I will go ahead and, and I will give my honest opinion about it. If that's what you want. But I, mean, I don't think there's anything there. Yeah, I mean, they, they hyped it up, right? They, they hyped it up at the end of I think Just it was a tear and I'm like, oh, it's Adam Warlock. Okay. I don't know. I think it connects with the Eternals or some shit. Like, dude, 
yeah, which plot? Like, I, like there's nothing the there thing, either. The thing is, um, and what DNZ was telling me, um, because I was asking him, like, should I go watch Marvels? Because it looks like a fucking shit show. And I, I enjoyed like the side series they were on, like the the Miss Marvel. Like it was okay. it was pretty good. Um and and Photon, she comes from Bondivision. Um, and I'm like, okay. And he's like, well, um, you can watch it, but then he's like, there's a lot of stuff that they're leading into that might not get done for a very long time. So it's like or ever or ever. So now you're starting to see the the DC or or whatever. Um, the same thing they did with Justice League now happened to Marvels, which is which is insane. Like, like they're trying they tried to double down on on whatever they were trying to do, and it, it, it just it just stopped. I mean, I watched Loki. Loki was pretty good. It, that one was finally over. There was a satisfying conclusion. Like, uh, if they just do stuff that's I don't know, maybe not so connected, and maybe start over, and maybe not try to make it lead up because. How can you top Endgame, or or just the whole Thanos uh, Infinity Stone? Like, I can't really think of another like Marvel storyline besides like a proper Civil War or like a proper Hulk versus Iron Man, or you know, like they have to start doing the fun stuff and 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 just get into that or something. Because as it is now, it's just it's just a mess. It is a mess, but why do you think that is? And I and here I'll, I'll give you the answer. I think it's because of fucking shareholders, to be honest. Because once they start, because like when when Marvel got bought out in like the two thousands, like it, it was on the, I think they had either claimed bankruptcy or they were on the brink of bankruptcy, and then they ended up getting bought out, and that's what saved them. Uh, I mean. I think there's an agenda or they're trying to appeal to certain audiences that might not be the target audience. I mean, critical drinker kind of tackled this and I I don't agree with everything he says, but he does make a point that action comic book movies, the demographic is mainly males. And then hundred percent a movie like Barbie that's targeted toward females. So when they start, kind of mixing in and and trying to appeal to different people that and you're alienating your target audience it's like uh like a person like me i I could give two shits if you know captain marvel or brie larson's like the main whatever but just give me a good story you know do what you're doing what you did best like you tell your stories um they played it safe for a very long time the marvel formula it never really failed uh, but now it's just like, okay, what's next? So that's where Guardians kind of like, it, it differs from the rest. Um, yeah, I suppose. I mean, I, I did like the end uh, Easter egg or whatever you want to call it, but yeah. I, I liked it. I mean, I don't I think they'll, was- I don't know if they'll actually follow up on that, but it would be cute. I think so, they would. I'm going to, yeah. Here, here's some trivia. Here's some trivia. So James Gunn, his brother is actually the guy that ends up taking on uh uh what's that one fucking blue guy's uh guy uh name the one that whistles. Oh um Yondu. Yeah. So Yondu. Yeah, Nebula or not Nebula, the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a James uh James Gunn's uh brother. 
Actually. Oh, is it? That's yeah. funny. Yeah. So, of course, he's trying to get himself a fucking a gig. Yeah, I mean, there's this. I guess you could do like it's it's nepotism. Like if there was a show that just followed the adventures of what goes on in that universe, that would be kind of cool. It doesn't have they to. They did. Uh, they did that, and I've actually took the time to watch uh the animate uh the animated series of Guardians of the Galaxy that was actually on Disney. Oh uh, wow, Disney X. Yeah, I took the time. Yeah, so like it's there. It, it's a different. Um, like they, they talk about, uh, one of the other Marvel superheroes that's supposed to be getting a movie this fucking time. Uh, I forgot his name. Like it, it's going to be shit. God, I, I wish I knew what it was like off the top of my head, but I, I need to be better about writing about what I watch on, um, lettered, uh, yeah, letterboxd or whatever, but I'll do that next time. What's this? Okay. So, yeah, so regarding look the out galaxies, for that. Wait, what's that? What's the look out for that show? See, like, yeah. I mean, look, if we can't remember this shit, it I, it could just be fog brain, but it's probably just like people are getting tired of the shit. They need to do something that's different, or um, just I don't well, know. This is just a Marvel part, uh, a Marvel problem altogether. Like, they're they're just they're, there's an oversaturation, and writers are getting lazy. Well, I think that's how comics writing. got after some point. Like, things just start getting is it weird. Is it because of the oversaturation of like stories or or the demand of all these movies, or is it because of the fact that like writers were not getting paid their their share due? Well, I think this and is the source that, material that's... too. Like they're trying to take the source material and make it into something that it's not. Maybe because I mean, look at look at all right, look at fucking Ant Man, right? I mean, we can just look. We I love Ant Ant Man, Quantumania. You take Modok, one of the most beloved villains i like and, him and they just fucking like he's there but then yeah, they, he is there he's there but he, and then they just kind of like uh oh, he's done and i'm just like come on it's like i was happy to see modok i was like you know what? i will watch this just for modok so as long as they just have wrinkles of little things that we want to see then it'll probably work but you know in, in the marvels i'm like I don't know who the fuck this villain is, and I don't fucking care. Like if <laughs> if they were fighting Doctor Doom, I would fucking watch it. Like I didn't care about the main cast. I'd be like, put a cool villain, put a cool story. I don't want to see generic space lady who shoots purple laser beams. Like I don't give a fuck. I'm not watching Tell me this. the story. Tell me the story, and if it isn't like like uh historically correct to the source material, then this is shit, and I want to I want to be <laughs> angry about it. Like I don't fucking care. Like, give me X Men, dude. That's I think that's what the world needs right now. Is... Wow, X Men X Men ninety seven is coming out soon, and I can't wait to watch that. I, I wish. I mean, I'm happy they did that too, but I mean, I think that's the good. only thing that Marvel really has that's worth anything. Dude, they're they're digging in their back pockets right now for something that's actually going to be good, and that's what they have because everything's already written out for them. But let's not make this about. Only Marvel, because we could talk about this forever. I know. So I have a few more shows, but I'm going to kind of like quickly go through them because some of them you didn't watch. So I'll start with like Jujutsu Kaisen, which everyone, um, I think, watched by now. Season two. I'm, I'm just going to I'm just going to tell, tell me why I should watch it. I mean, it, did you watch the first season? I've never seen any of it. 
Dude, it's it's a fucking great show. All right, it, it's very graphic. All right, we'll take these two shows because Yu Yu Hakusho is very similar because they deal with uh, the spirit realm and whatnot. Um, they're handled in very different ways, whereas Yu Yu Hakusho is a bit more lighthearted and fun. This one's more dark uh, and uh, violent more and edgy. I mean, the animation is fucking fantastic, dude. Like the way, like season two, hands down, is one of the like every episode doesn't fucking waste your time, dude. There's always something that's happening, like whether it's action. Um, now where where it kind of falls apart is the storytelling. Um, there's a lot of things and explanations said that um you kind of have to really focus on because the way their powers work is very weird, and it's not like like uh, I, I can't even explain it. Like they all have very unique powers um, or abilities, and they all work in a very special way. Um, but uh, I, I think as a newcomer for for a mainstream animation, um, it, it's a good show. Like your main character just punches things, and he. It, 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 <sighs> Everyone creams over Goto. He's he's the guy who has the white hair and, and the and the blue eyes. All the girls love him, so I'm sure uh, your wife will enjoy that. All but but the action that's there is, is fun, and they have very uh, interesting villains and characters that you know you root for. And um, I don't know. Like it, it's a good show. Like I I can't describe like why it's so good and i think it's part of it's the animation and part of it's just the humor too like it is pretty funny and dark at the same time so i don't know i mean i I keep hearing about people talk about uh about why it's so good and uh it's usually for the same reasons it's just like oh yeah it's just good that's the only it's hard it's hard it's it's just hard to describe like it's just like you just watch it and it's just like wow like what am i looking at or like what is happening like it's it's fucking insane like um and it's not like grounded at all it's just i don't know like there's there's certain episodes where it's like all right here's your mission go to this place and exercise this this curse spirit and then um half the time it's like the curse spirits say like weird shit like they're like Flash me, or they say mama, mama, like they say stupid shit, and it's just funny, dude. Like I, I don't know. Like there's a guy who has the power to turn uh, people into like monsters, and he's just like this fucked up, like stitched together dude, and just completely psychotic. And there's another guy who has like a volcano on his head, and he's like a magma spirit, and uh, but he just gets completely like fucked up by goto at one point and i i don't know like just everything that's going on is just crazy to watch and see so like once you watch it you'll just be like wow like that was fucking insane all right this is a this is a salesman trust me bro watch the uh the first episode and you'll like it i think yeah if you watch the first episode or two (laughs) you will get drawn into it because i mean you, you're literally seeing people getting eaten alive and fucked up shit it, it it's fun all right uh, now uh the next show scott pilgrim which does take some liberties i think some people weren't 
very uh well they were a little surprised the way it went down it was not really a scott pilgrim show was kind of a little different i i would have just preferred if they just did uh i can't say that i would have preferred if they just did the story because then that's just but you do get everything kind of want like all the characters are there some people are saying like the the voice acting sucks but i i don't think so it's it's very dry and uh flat i guess the way they talk which makes it kind of fun um it is like based on the comic book style too so you are getting the original style of everything which is kind of cool um i know you haven't watched it yet but um, I it, haven't even actually seen the first Scott Pilgrim, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Dude, I was like, I don't know, 16, 17. I, I didn't have money to go to the movies. Yeah, you're, you're the I, target I, demographic. I mean, I think it helps if you watch the original or or, or at least get familiar. I mean, that's good context. Because I do know that they have a video game. The video game's actually really fun. I actually, yeah. uh, I remember when 360 was out. We bought it on the Xbox Arcade as they had it back in the day, and it was a fun like little beat 'em up. It was actually really hard too. We never even fucking beat it because it it just gets relentless at one point. But yeah, and I think they actually had a, a comic book series, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's based on the comic, so you know he's fighting the. Oh, okay. Yeah, see. So Big all of it over here. Yeah, you're fucking. <laughs> Um, basically the main plot is he's fighting her ex-boyfriends to, to win her back. Cause there's this evil league of ex-boyfriends that prevents anyone from dating her. Like they have to fight him or, or them or whatever. And they're why, all, why is that, why is that, uh, something that you would want to do? Um, I mean, they kind of crashes. So he's, he plays in a band called the sex bob bombs and, uh, they kind of crash his thing and attack him first. And he's like, well, um, I guess he has a real connection with this chick. But then he has like this other girl who's also like fallen for him. Knives Chow. She's like the cuck or, or not like cuck, but she 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 really oh, loves, the queen. Yeah, she's the cuck girl queen. Of a cuck. So she she uh, really loves Scott and like, you know. Goes to his shows, takes care of him, and then this Ramona Flowers girl comes up. All she does, she works at a fucking video rental uh, place, and uh, she rents him a movie or something, and they hit it off, have a date. Um, and then in this show, instead of him fighting the evil ex-boyfriends, he gets kidnapped, and so she has to figure out what happened to him. And uh, it, it's it kind of goes to an interesting turn. But um, I think watching the original gives it a little bit more context. I'm getting like River City Girl vibes from this because like River City Rampage was just basically like, like, uh, so I'm like, I'm, I'm comparing like the two video games because you're, you're saying beat em ups, right? And yeah. that's exactly what uh, River City Rampage was. And it's high school boys from way back when that are beating up everybody to go and get their girlfriends. But now River City Girls is the opposite of that, where they're on their mission to go and save their boyfriends. Yeah, I, I guess it is kind of similar to that style. And the whole style of the show is like a video game or so like 
when he dies, like he turns into like coins or something, or or uh, they all have fantastical kind of powers. Like one guy is a vegan and he has like vegan superpowers because he's a vegan. Like that's just a thing. And then there's another. What does he do? Just like he can create like energy. he can create like portals and like teleport and shit and like use energy. How does that deal with vegan? I don't fucking. I'm, I'm asking just, you a lot of questions that it's goofy. That, that I require a lot of a. I don't back, fucking, back knowledge. Like I, I don't know. And then like the other guy, he's just a skateboarder, and he's like, a, <laughs> yeah. So, this is ridiculous. And then you're not telling me on this. Uh, All right. Tell me why, why? Why should I watch it? Why should you watch it? I mean, yeah. I guess for you to appreciate. Yeah, why should I? Me specifically, me. I think you'd appreciate the art style or the comic booky nature of it. Um, it does kind All of right. encapsulate that style that's a little different than your 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 regular graphic novel. So, um, it at least showcases a different art style that is not so common and popular because it, it kind of looks like uh, how the walking dead, it, I think uh, the walking dead series, how those characters are drawn in, in that. I don't know. Um, you sold me on cut queening. Oh wait, you didn't say that at all. Well, she has her own arc too. So, I mean, and then all the voice actors are from the movies too. So if you watch the movie and then watch this, wait, is Michael Sarah really in this? Yeah. He's, he plays. So Dude. he, He's he voices him. Wow, that guy is like pretty notorious for uh, avoiding any any bit of uh, information about him. I I mean that's I feel like that movie made him dude or like I don't know. It was like a very iconic role I like for him. Super bad, like it's literally that movie and Super Bad that I know him from. Nothing else. Maybe uh the end of the world or something. Juno. Uh yeah, that one too. So like four movies. All right, cool. So not even a handful. All right. So one of her other exes is actually a girl who's like a ninja. You can't you can't go wrong with ninjas. I don't Everybody know. It, it's 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 hard to recommend to someone who I guess didn't watch the original, but it it's still um I'll watch it. I mean, like I've I've seen bits and pieces. Like, dude, of if I asked you to watch this versus like Blue Eyed Samurai, I'd tell you to watch Blue Eyed Samurai hands down. Like the shows, you could skip this and not and and continue your life. Okay. Okay. Um, just just similar similar to like Star Wars Vision season two, right? So we'll we'll get straight into that. Um, if you watch Star Wars Vision one, you watch Star Wars Visions two. There. All right. It's, cool. It's, i know um one thing i'll add is uh this season is so i think the first season was a lot of uh japan based animation studios and this season has more european uh different different country uh animation studios so um you, you kind of get a different mix of uh takes on the whole star wars universe so if you like Star Wars Vision One, you'd probably like this too. Would this be the? Uh, this is just me speculating, but would this be like the equivalent of like Love Sex Robots? Yeah, it's it's Star basically Wars? it's basically the equivalent of that, and probably how you felt about that se- that show or season is probably how you feel about this. Oh, it's, it was cool. You know, ah, cool. 
like you'll find there's episodes like the, there's 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 episodes you'll like more than others, you know, just based on whatever. Um, I just I I put it here because it did come out, and I mean I did remember watching it, but I can't tell you I remember a single episode very much from when I watched it versus the first show the first season like that that first season like even the first episodes like the black and white village you know Ronin fighting uh sith or whatever it's there's just a few images that are still stuck in your brain that i can't get rid of but uh yeah going straight into a yu yu haka show i did mention it earlier um so i grew up kind of seeing Yu Yu Hakusho here and there. I know a lot of people are more familiar with it. Um, me and my wife ended up going back to watch the original series a little bit more. And that one was pretty charming for like an 80s, 90s, uh, you know, a, a, Japan, a Japanese animation. Uh, the show, again, does kind of what One Piece does and Avatar. It consolidates a lot of stuff and goes into one story, I guess, that's shortening the overall anime uh i i liked it um it's not as big as a fuck up as other live actions they do handle it well enough and the main you know the the, the characters are likable and the people who play them are, are fun and it's a show you can probably sit down and watch and kind of enjoy uh without thinking too much and it still does you know kind of keep to its own source material even though it does skip around a lot um the original show was very goofy at times anyway so i would recommend it to anyone who's a fan or maybe didn't doesn't know too much about yu yu haka show and wants to kind of get into it does it have the uh the dark tournament or whatever it's called yeah it's the dark so, tournament that's that's the thing right it kind of does and then kind of doesn't and does it wait wait is it like leaning into it or is that kind of a teaser so that that's the fucked up part so the like if you ever watched the original series like look i when we went to go rewatch it or my wife was watching it she she was like ahead of me on some stuff that fucking arc goes on forever because they fight it's good it, it it is good, but it goes on for fucking ever. And they kind of do a mini version of this. So um there's only like a few characters that show up. So okay, you remember like the guy that can make the air like explode or whatever? Like kind he of. he shows up. Um there's a big axe guy that shows up. So you you remember the fox or the the red haired dude, he turns into like the fox form where he's like turned into like plant form or whatever like they oh all, yeah uh he, uh kurama yeah so he ends up like they all kind of have their moment and the dude with the sunglasses also shows up he doesn't fight like he's just like oh i'm so Bruh. fucking swole i'm fucking i'm only at 10 percent power I'm only at 10%. oh fucking <laughs> wait you're gonna make me go full power <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh he shows up but he's not like I don't think he like actually really fights until like the very end. And then he's not even kind of doing it. So uh, remember when they fight, 
so basically the whole end of the show is they you know they find the uh yukiona the 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 short dude's sister or whatever or not sister so that that's kind of where it leaves off at so like they do the training and he learns how to use the spirit gun and they kind of get to saving the girl and they do a mini version of the dark tournament but not really so i'm guessing if they go next season they'll do a proper dark tournament because that's what people kind of want to see because that fucking that arc goes on so long they just were like fuck it we're just gonna end it here like I mean, to be honest, like there, there's a lot about Yu Yu Hakusho, and if you haven't seen the original series, definitely watch it. Like, it's worth your time. Like, if you can like look past the outdated like cringiness, like what they thought was funny at the time, uh, parts that they decided to animate and put into the story. Cool. All right, just skip that. So you know how it's, like it's a good fucking story. So you know how the powers kind of work in Yu Yu Hakusho. That's kind of how it does in uh, Jujutsu Kaisen but Jujutsu Kaisen becomes a lot more convoluted than this does so like in this one you know they have like spirit energy or whatever and then everyone has their own take on how they use it that's kind of how they do it in Jujutsu Kaisen a little bit and then like you know in, in, in this they're also kind of exercising or sending spirits back to the demon world or whatever so they, they kind of delve into that into the whole plot where the guy is trying to drill into the demon world so the long-haired uh rich guy he shows up he's like the main bad guy i guess so he's in it wait so so how 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 do they do a uh, kurabara is he still saying like oh don't give up on me you're a messy he does like, he does like that? so <laughs> he's actually really funny actually in the very first episode uh, he beats the shit. Your message just beats the shit out of him. Yeah, and, and like it, it's so comedic. Like they do like a time skip. Like he, he's just like, uh, he just keeps like <laughs> yeah, coming we're at friends him. Now? Yeah, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna get you next time. It's like I, yeah, I went oh easy on you, God. and then they're like, they're like, dude, just, just, just stop. Uh, so your message, like, you know, they do the, you know, he dies, comes back, and he's host. Yeah. and they like, okay, like the first episode is dealing with you know when the um the stupid flies do you remember the episode where like they have the stupid demon flies that are like turning people into monsters that's what kind of so that's what they kind of go with so uh there's this demon fly that's turning people into fucked up it's so funny because people are like possessed or whatever and like this this bully kid is just like moving out like he's like like flying all over the place and uh, it, it's just fun, dude. Like, I think if you you did watch the show or the original, I watched the original show a lot. I think you'd probably like it then, because and it would probably be like a similar thing to how your wife was reacting to One Piece. You'd probably like, oh, have didn't do this, yeah, yeah, or skip past that. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, um, the baby dude, um. Oh my god. He's not so he's like you know how in Dark Tournament he turns into like, you know, adult form or whatever. Yeah. So Vaguely. he So he's kind of already in that form when you first meet him. He's not in the in the baby form when he when they first, you know, introduce him. Um yeah. 
and, and you know, and then the love interest, uh, Keiko, you know, she's she's a little bit better in this. She has a little bit more to do, I guess. I'd I say. mean, yeah, she she she's a spirit that's definitely, you know, ages older than him and uh, it's trying to groom him. Well, no, not, not, not his helper. Of, uh, not thousands the, of years. Not the Reaper, bitch. I'm talking about his human like side. side oh, bitch. I'm getting that mixed up. My bad. Yeah, she's she's cool, too. I mean, she's like I, I said, let her groom me. Oh yeah, dude. She's actually yeah. I mean, this one she's yeah. Anyway, dude, please please watch it. You you'd probably enjoy it more than I did, or at least for what it is. Um, so the last there's two more shows we'll I'll we'll talk about that we watched, or um, are anticipating. So invisible invincible season two, um, part two, part two. Well, part two is coming up. I watched part one. Did you watch part one? I watched what I could uh, remember being part uh, part two because uh, they decided to go about um, releasing each episode in like a week by week period. That's and I know I like we that. talked about this. I, I I I I don't like it because it gets me confused. There's already so much content out there that I'm going to be wanting to watch that, and if it's going to be releasing on the same week as say something else that I'm really into and it's, it's going to make me uh, choose between the two and okay. I'm going to forget about one or the other. And it's not because I don't dislike the other one more than the other. It's because like, who knows? Like maybe it's a storyline that I'm more interested in that week. That's uh, going to persuade me to watch that show more than the other. Like that, that's all I really have to say about that. Like I, I enjoy the series. Like one hundred percent, I enjoy the series, but that, well, that's that's the thing. I, I guess so. Okay, without giving too much away, um, I mean, you know, the the Viltrumites do come back. Uh, you know, at some, you know, they do show up. Um, I guess if you're trying to wait out the next uh, part of the seasons coming out later in March, so. You could always just wait until I don't know end of March or April, and the show will probably be done. So um, I'll probably you know I'm I'm pretty caught up already. Um, I like where it's going. Some people are disappointed because the ant people aren't as sexy as they were in the comics. Whatever. <laughs> I I don't know why rage. People were mad about that, but but because yeah. oh, like, like why would I get part of this? Yeah, like, oh, these ants aren't sexy at all. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Dude, I mean, Invincible's a good-ass show, and uh, I didn't watch the spinoff <laughs> series, Um, but it, it's dark, dude. Like, it gets pretty bad sometimes, and, and this one, it, it gets it gets pretty bad, too, at some, some points. I mean, Image Comics makes, like, people... Dude, read your fucking comics, dude. If you really think that this is, like, the best, the best thing ever... Read some image comics. Like, look in their backlog, dude. Like, really I wouldn't say it's the yourself. best. I think it's just. No, I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, like people are really like giving it, giving this series like critical acclaim, and sometimes unwarranted critical acclaim. Well, and, I mean, they they took a chance. Look, I think what happened was Amazon or someone was looking for. They threw money into it. Yeah, Seth Rogen's in this shit. He's a voice actor. You think he has money? He does. Look, I mean, people, superhero thing was, you know, it, it's a ball that's rolling and it's doing something different and interesting that 
keeps people wanting back for more. Yeah. So, and and maybe those other side things you're talking about, image, maybe those will get picked up one day. Who knows? Or maybe not. I mean, they have. They've been talked about. They've been used. Uh, which one was it? Uh, super villains. Here, hold on. Keep keep talking. I, I want to look it up really quick. Yeah, I mean, anyway, like the blue guys come back, and um, I don't know. Uh, Invincible is one of those shows that I really enjoy watching. Um, it's it's a little different than most other superhero shows or animation, and uh, I think some of my friends even got interested they're like okay i want to read the graphic novels and read on ahead of what's happening so i think it, what it's doing is it's getting people interested into you know buying that content and looking into you know what does happen and for for the most part i think the show is pretty faithful to the uh the graphic novels so okay so i was a little off so i thought that uh invincible was made by like the same person that ended up making jupiter's legacy and that's not correct at all but this does actually bring uh a point about it um jupiter's okay. legacy was put on netflix and on top of that the one that i was thinking of was super crooks which was also brought to netflix oh yeah and, i i heard of jupiter's like I, I didn't watch it but it I, I never watched Super Legacy, but I did watch Super Crooks, and I loved it, and I binged it. Um, the thing is, is like these things were written by Mark Miller, and ah, uh, uh, yes, he's the famous. Yeah, Damn, Super Crooks was very highly. That maybe... was really good. I really, really, really liked uh, Super Crooks a lot. Okay, um, maybe I'll, I'll I'll take a look at that one. Oh yeah, you won't be disappointed. That that one is like straight to the point. Hey, I, I'm a superhero. That's uh, not being regarded as like such, and I'm still growing. So it's like a slice of life with him finding his own personality, him taking like a path that you wouldn't definitely wouldn't take. Uh, Is this a, a show with the famous dancing scene that everyone memes about? Um, yes. I, if it's the one that I'm thinking of, then yes, it's it's good. So here's the thing about Super Crooks that, and I want to put it right here. Um, so Super Crooks. Uh, I'm not sure which one came first, but there was the one in DC because I know that Super Crooks is Marvel based. Okay. So, so in DC, they had their own version. Um, it had Captain Frost, Captain or Captain Cool or Captain Frost, DC, Captain Cold. There you go. So in that series, it is called Rogues. That looks so stupid. So Rogues from DC was basically the same storyline as uh, as Super Crooks. Oh, it does have this. All I'm going to say about that. New Earth. Who else is in? The fuck. Yeah, so they're like they're all stealing from each other, and that's important to know because like that that's just gonna. Is this like a uh, flash thing? We... Wait, what's that? Wait, who's part of the Rogues? Former members. So the Rogues, you have Captain Boomerang, mm, the no. Pied Piper, Doctor Alchemy, 
Girder? Golden Blighter? Really? He's in here? I, I he, guess. If, if Captain Boomerang was in it, he wasn't that noticeable. He really wasn't. So it seems like some... I not like Suicide Squad, but something... Flash villains who are uh, former... You know what? I think Captain Boomerang was probably... I don't want to give away too much about that So, shit, okay. But there was yeah. some set of Flash villains who formed an informal union and alliance. So, like, they're like the Spider-Man Sinister Six, I guess. I suppose that, that that's one uh, group of superheroes or anti-heroes that I don't know about. But, yeah. So, here's the thing. Um, that series that we were just talking about uh super crooks it is a it's a ripoff dude it's a ripoff of a ripoff is what we fucking like determined and so yeah. a ripoff of a ripoff but the ripoff is better i'd say so okay i mean i that's not to say that like super crooks is really good uh or better than the other one i think it's enjoyable i mean it's following a a formulaic process i mean there's and- there's the thing yeah. the thing you made an interesting point is like I think DC and 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 Marvel um yeah they have it ripped I mean look at Thanos and then there's dark side and then uh if you go back there's there's videos on you know who came first and whatever like plastic man versus like uh Mr. Fantastic and shit like that yeah. um it, it goes back and I think even like plastic man came first so if you go back and you know you can find all this shit out. Um, anyway, um, speaking of comics or graphic animation, whatever, um, we did have this show in the um, coming out to 2024 or uh, looking forward to The Last Airbender. Um, I did get a chance to actually watch the entire series, which was about eight episodes. Um, look, I'm a fan of Avatar Last Airbender. Um, I re- I never watched the live action movie because I knew it was shit. Um, some people are saying this is worse than that. I don't think that's the case. Um, while I think they captured a lot of the original show, going back to the original point that we were talking about with One Piece, the the thing I was asking myself today is, what does this add or bring to the table that the original show didn't do? And again, we go to the point where it is kind of consolidating or an abridged version of that first season. It doesn't skip too much. It adds just about all the important points. Um, I think the relationship between Iroh and uh, Zuko is very strong in this one, as it was in the uh, But then again, in the original, it was already strong. So um, the visuals and the facts, again, I mean... The animation in the original was fine the way it was. Seeing it in live action doesn't amplify it. I guess the stakes or uh, the battles, seeing people get burned and hurt, uh, you do see some graphic stuff here and there. And um, I don't know. Uh, I want to say I liked it. Um, were you ever a fan of the original series or, or no? I always, uh, I always saw it as like something to watch, but growing up, I mean, it was kind of like, I, I, I don't want to say it in a way that's like, 
disrespectful to like the craft of uh like what was actually like put in put into creating uh avatar uh the last time uh airbender i mean people okay yeah yeah just like people they they hold it to high regard and i've always like seen it as a high regarded uh television series that was an anime and i didn't see this as like oh shit i should really go and see it because it's going to be doing it uh, a huge service to what it's been known for and what it represents. No, it, it didn't strike me as that. Like, I, if anything, it makes me want to watch the original more. And I think that's what it's doing good. I, you know, a lot of people are, you know, uh, I saw the Netflix and the first thing that showed up was the animated series, which they did add to Netflix uh, a while ago. So, um, you can see the entire series on Netflix or whatever. Um, and then every, every episode does always open up with the, uh, in association with Nickelodeon, the Nickelodeon, I guess is getting their piece or whatever. Um, you know, they did also have a series. What I, what I have liked to see is if they did not a live action recreation, but if they redid like legends of Korra or, or did the next avatar, what about uh, that? Like Legend of Korra was also interesting. Like I held back on watching that for a very long time, and um, ended up kind of liking it because in that show, instead of like an overarching story um, between all three seasons, each season is its own kind of thing. Uh, Avatar is a bit more grand, and there's a little bit more at stake. But a lot of stuff, I, I would have liked to see a continuation of this universe i guess instead of because again like i don't know what they're really adding besides oh it's live action like they added like there's a few story bits i need to go back and confirm because they do add some stuff to zuko that make him a little bit more interesting um but then again i don't know if the series already did that or i just forgot (laughs) but like, like, don't they make him uh, like less uh, misogynistic? Apparently, is like a, a thing of concern. Oh yeah, Sokka. I mean, Sokka. He's he still gets bitches though. I mean, I mean, come on. Like he in the show, he he just like flirts, and I guess it's a little tame in this one. He's not as he wasn't even that perverted in the begin with. I I don't know why people. I I think what it does is um. You, by the end of the uh, season, they're kind of like, oh, like, wow, you guys grew a lot. And I'm like, did they? Like, because Sokka and Guitar, like, they have a few character building scenes here and there, but it, it, it's kind of like not as fleshed out, I guess, as the series. And of course, in, in the animated series, there's a lot more time and different episodes given to some of these people, but they're kind of like rushing a little bit as far as uh making them to where they are or or advancing them as, as characters so um i don't know man I, I i guess i would still recommend it um i enjoyed it if you're a previous like avatar um enjoyer um if you've never watched the series um it's a good place to start but if it gets you curious you know definitely go watch the the original yeah, I, I I think this would be the uh, the opposite uh, experience that I had 
watching um the One Piece series with my wife because what she's never not- heard of Airbender. Ah, uh, okay. Like, because Airbender was it was basically just an American made anime. That's all it was. Yeah, and nothing of this. Yeah, so I I think it's a, like I would love to rewatch this with you know my wife too and be like, hey, check this out. Like you might like it. Um, it is a little goofy, and some of the costumes, like I don't know, some of the actors look like they're wearing wigs or like cosplayers or something. Yeah, sometimes, but it, it, it's fine. Um, I really like when they go to the Kyoshi Warrior Island and uh, they meet uh, some of the characters there. He uh, takes the form of uh, Kyoshi, and um, I don't know some of the, some of the makeup and costumes look absolutely amazing and some of the yeah but other other characters don't look so great like uh azula which you know whatever but um it's a good place to start to see if you're curious in the in that world because um in in the in the actual animated series there's a lot more going on as far as you know learning about different creatures and you know what they, they do good parts of also explaining like legends and stories like they, the way they do storytelling is is very um and how it was in the original show everything seems so grand or there's there's something at stake or uh there's something ancient and spiritual about everything that's going on uh so like every everything that's good about the show is good about what was in the original series so again um what it adds is i guess uh, it, it adds a better live action representation than it did the original movie. But other than that, you know, if you're a fan, definitely check it out. And if you're still curious about more, uh, rewatch the original series. So that ends our shows for 2023. Tune in next time for anticipated shows for 2024. Thanks for listening.